we are getting underway. We are um, heading into our first conversation and our guests are Alice Sidhu and Damien Zara. That's good. Alice Sidhu, I'm going to read out your little blurb here, just so everyone's across uh, who Alice Sidhu is. Alice is a director of health startup uh, LiveLab, an associate with MBS focusing on digital and uh, far too many things to mention here. We're on a time frame, Alice. <laughs> um, she's passionate about the potential of technology and the digital opportunity to solve big problems and make transformation a real thing and not just a corporate buzzword. Hats off. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien is the general manager of HR at Bunnings. Damien is a self-described student of organisational culture, teams, leadership and the well-being of people in the future of work. Hashtag future of work, hashtag present of work. <laughs> and uh, as always, I don't know if we've really introduced him, uh, it's Colin Beattie. Yep. Just yeah. driving the ship. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Humbled. Thank you. Take it away, you guys. Yeah. And their topic, what they will be discussing, is what does it take to lead with real empathy and humanity? Take it away, Cole and team. Thank you. Oh, well, just before we get right into it, thank you so much. A couple of you know I had my moment of anxiety today around, like, hosting a party and no one's going to show. So <laughs> I'm thrilled that everyone's here. Uh, just one other thing that may not always make quite sense, the fact that, say, even... Damien's kind of got your back to you. We actually do this very deliberately. It's a conversation and what we've dis discovered along the way is that too many times we are presenting to an audience or we're presenting to a camera and one of the delightful things about podcasting is in a moment I stop looking at you and I start looking at each other and we kind of engage. Uh, the final thing to say is it is totally improvised, other than the two people do know the topic. Um, but in terms of where we go and <laughs> do we? Actually, Alice, <laughs> leadership, leadership with empathy, just, just for clarity. We, um, I can really so, get my mic working here. That's right. <laughs> so in terms, of, uh, in terms of it being improvised, we hope it's of incredible value for you. But no matter where we are, in about 15 minutes we'll be done. So, um, so thanks, everyone. Uh, Damien, you've been a guest on Leadership of Fools before. I have, and it's uh, and thank you for having me back again. It's uh, it's a privilege to come back and and have a conversation. So I'm really pumped about that. Well, this is very different because we were in a closed room last time. Yeah, we were. There was no one else there. It was just us having a conversation. So uh, no, great to be back and uh, talking about um, some really important topics. Yep, yep. And I'm going to get to leadership in a moment. Just in terms of you, Alice, do you? Have any idea what number this would be for you in terms of episodes? Um, I don't know, but I can say I've done a live one before, but this is different because the last live one I did was on a big stage, so I couldn't see anyone, so this is very personal. Oh, that's right. So it, was, it was about, about 500 like people. Human connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is very close and yeah. personal. So let's, let's get into the topic. Um, one of the things I'm quite struck by is the two of you look at this topic potentially from a different perspective. Bunnings employs about how many people, uh, Damien? Just over 45,000 people, yeah. yeah. And congratulations to Bunnings recently, um, what was it, the most respected brand? Trusted brand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. trusted brand. Um, so and I should say that I've, I'm only a recent entrant into Bunnings, so I've been there for just over five months, so um, I can't lay claim to have had a significant impact on, you know, the trust piece, but, um, you know, happy to share stories and the journey. But, yeah, we have quite a few people in leadership roles uh, at a store and operational level um, and then in, uh, in in a support level too. Yeah. And just if I put a slightly different angle, like all of your world at the moment, particularly Alice, is based on the world of digital, world of technology. So you kind of go from 
something like perhaps in an Australian culture a sense of the grounded going to Bunnings on the weekend to how do we lead uh, in a digital way. So um, Yeah, and you can't, you know, we all know this but somehow we still get it wrong organisationally. Digital is not about the tech. <laughs> the tech is the enablement. Um, it's really about the leadership components and then the processes and the business models. But at the centre of it, I really like this topic um, because at the centre of it is customer or, and human-centred experience. And customer can mean um, your external stakeholders and your shareholders, and it also means um, your employees as well. Yep. Yep. So it's a really different paradigm shift, and a lot of organisations are, are trying to get it or think they have, but, but they don't. I think the reality is that they don't. Yep. Um, congratulations, by the way, given um, you can't talk about empathy, <laughs> sorry, um, empathy and um, humanity without talking about trust mm. and leadership trust because we're seeing so much around leadership failure at the moment. Um, WeWork, Facebook, Google, um, Uber, I'm reading the Uber book. It's all about trust, so congratulations. It's one of those, uh, it's one of those I guess, privileged positions but one that you just can never take for granted, really. Um, one that you continually need to nurture and uh, it's a bit like a plant, you know, you're continually watering it and hoping it grows and grows and grows. So, yeah, one of those really important things that you try and protect and defend as much as you can. Let's try to demystify it for a minute. The, to the topic, leadership. Damo, where do you start with it? Like, what does it mean yeah, for you? Yeah, it's such a, such a big question, isn't it, yeah. really? Like, and where do you go with it? I think um, I've always looked at leadership as being a journey. And if I cast my mind back to leadership early days and I think about the type of leader I was and where I am today, I think I've evolved a lot. So I, I, would, I would consider leadership, or particularly myself, as a perpetual student of, of leadership. And I think the way or the lens that I look through um, leadership has largely been shaped by my experiences. But it's also been shaped by the leaders that have led me. Yep. And I have unashamedly stolen you know, lots of ideas from the best leaders that I've worked with and equally those who have um, not been the best leaders and, I, and I've started to build my own toolkit. So I think it's a really um, important role that we play in being able to shape a vision and a purpose, um, a role that helps to empower people to be their very best. Um, and I think the best leaders, once they set that, that clear path, they get out of the way and they let their people, you know, really excel and do what they need to do. So, you know, really kind of broad brush statement, but there's some of the aspects I think that are really important in leadership. Um, the word student resonates, and in fact, you've, you've been involved with Melbourne Business School recently as being a student, but what, is, what does that actually mean for you personally? Like, being a student means yeah, look, observing think, people yeah, and... Yeah, absolutely, and having an open mind, um, yeah. you know, and, and uh, I think we are continually learning. So it's that, um, you know, leadership can be a very lonely place and there are times where you need to pause and reflect on the bits that are working and the bits that aren't. And, you know, feedback is not always forthcoming as a leader. So I think, you know, quite often you have to go out and seek it and you're going to get data points that you really like and you're going to get data points that validate the things that you know and you're going to get data points that quite possibly challenge you a lot. Yep. And they're those really important growth moments. So I think we're always learning. I've always thought the moment you think you know it all or you, you have all the answers is probably the time to tap out yeah, yeah. Uh, and do something different. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So the, yeah, the very best leaders I know that have been in industry for a very long time are always learning. They're always, they have this inquisitive mind yeah. and I've tried to all, you know, sort of follow that path as well. I'm going to be a little selfish, especially perhaps on behalf of the audience itself, that is from an HR lens. So um, Bunnings would fit into one of those categories of 
massive employer. Yeah. Um, in terms of, um, I, I suppose that that almost that question of HR's role. Yeah. It's look, HR's role. We are there to serve our people. Um, and if you think of just even the concept, if you, you've been into our stores, we wear aprons. We serve our customers. So the way in which you know we try to shape up our the lens with for the HR team is we're there to serve our people too. Yeah. And we want to create terrific experiences for all of our team members. Um, and, and you know, with the view that great experiences for team members translates to great experiences for our customers. Um, so the way, the way in which we shape up the HR space is about you know, unlocking potential, but also enriching the experiences and the lives of our team members too. So we try and take it a bit beyond just the work context to their lives as well. Um, and we know that as we have you know, well-rounded people who come into work, they, they contribute terrific things, they have great ideas. The genius in HR is not with me, it's with the team. Say that again. The genius in HR is, is not with me. It's actually with the team. Yeah, great. So my job is to try and unlock that genius and create an environment where people feel safe to challenge the status quo. Um, and my job is to support that too. Yeah. Empathy um, became uh, – in fact, the, the topics today, the four topics today have surfaced out of hacking HR in terms of thematically the types of things that have been surfaced. And the empathy take – around leadership and I'm kind of tempted to go with you Alice in terms of empathy in a digital environment um, I don't know there's part of me that goes it's such an enabler technology's enabler but how do we keep that human part alive you can't have a successful digital environment without the people part and you can't have a successful people component without the humanity and is it that simple it's pretty simple I mean, the complexity is in realising it, not in, in, in terms of the, the execution piece or making it real, not in the concept. The concept is as simple as that. And lots of organisations, as I said earlier, continue to get that wrong because they think that serving your employees is a new HR system. And it might be, for example, sorry, <laughs> but it might, and I've been, you know, I mean, up until 18 months ago, I I've, I've always been an employee. So, um, you know, so it can be, but it's so much more than that. So the piece around that, that's really, I think to me, I mean, you said a, a lot of things that were, you know, amazing. Um, lifelong, you know, hashtag lifelong learning. I actually post, when I post things on leadership, I do use that hashtag because that to me, is really encapsulating what we're talking about, which is you are a continuous student, then you need to have the curiosity and all of those types of things. But all of those types of um, uh, values and I think behaviours go to the point about how do you want to behave. Yep. Um, so you can have the technology doing wonderful things, but if you're not role modelling the behaviours and the values, or you're asking the questions, but then your strategy and your programs and the way you engage with people and the way you send your emails out, even those types of simple yeah. things, or do your comms, doesn't articulate that, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, um, Nat made a really good point before, you know, highly stylized um, uh, campaigns internally or, or comms. It's not the comms itself, it's what it looks like. So if everything's sanitised <laughs> to an inch of its life, I'm, it's not I'm really work. fired up. Like before the robots <laughs> take over, yeah. like let's put the human seriously in the I spotlight. I think that's far away. You know, it's, it? it's, it's it a okay? little bit far away. I think we don't have to worry about the singularity for a while. Okay. Um, are we overcomplicating it, Damo? Like, are we, is is topics like leadership? Yeah. Are we making it too hard for people? Too some, complicated? 
There are some really important, uh, I think even recent images of leaders who I think demonstrate empathy. So if I think of the New Zealand Prime Minister, yep. you know, at a really important moment in time, and at a very, you know, it, it's such an important gesture. It was so compelling, it, but yet it was so simple too, wasn't it? It was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think at times we do complicate it. Yeah. And I, you know, I, for use of a better term, I, you know, the better, easier, more enjoyable experiences are often the ones that are really simple, yeah. and they're the ones that resonate with people. Yeah. So I think the the authentic leader, the one that is empathetic, and the one that can actually read the cues and understand. Um, and actively listen to other people to to help you know help them develop and grow. I think that's really where our energy lies. And um, what about probably... the people? And I'm really curious for both of you. And I know I'm only a couple of minutes away, so this is going really quickly. But what about the people that just thrive as technical and want to be experts and almost feel that pressure? I have to manage people because. That's my career path. That's the only way I but can get don't. somewhere. I mean, you don't. You don't? So and I think that's part of it, right, which is um, uh, what's the expertise that you want to cultivate yeah. um, and know what you're good at. Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing – and I'll just say, you know, like the digital world is actually polarising um, leadership, good leadership and and awful leadership. And what's coming out is you might be the best technical expert. Look at someone like – I'm just reading the Uber book at the moment. So you look at um, at Travis Kalanick and you look at Mark Zuckerberg, even Sheryl Sandberg, and then you look at the New Zealand Prime Minister. So the digital gives you nowhere to hide. And what's actually happening is it's magnifying the really extreme cases of good leadership and people who might be good in a technical way but can't lead to save themselves or their organisation, you know. So it's actually okay, give yourself permission to say that I'm not necessarily going to, you know, go in that direction. Yeah, yeah I would support that as well. I think that, I mean, that, that, that leads to an authentic conversation, yeah. doesn't it? And there's comfort in that too. Yeah. And I don't think it is for everyone and that's okay too. Um, but what I, what I love though is the other side of that is when you discover people in teams who aren't necessarily aspiring for leadership but they just, they just have it yeah. and you see it and you can have a conversation and tap them on the shoulder and take them on that journey yeah. and that's okay too. Yeah. So I think there are, there are two sides to it. It's not for everyone and, and we should feel comfortable with that. Um, I get so fired up about this topic. I know in some respects I've got about 30 seconds to go <laughs> so I'm going to ask you for final <laughs> commentaries but for goodness sake it's just it's about turning ourselves up to, to 10 or even 11 and being, being ourselves. The, the most incredible leaders come in quiet moments, in, in moments of courage, yeah. and they don't all need to look kind of like me, mm -hmm. you know, middle-aged and white, and we can actually <laughs> look yes. different and act differently. Yeah. And a bit like you too. Yeah, well, well there, there are different <laughs> versions of it. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and okay. thank goodness this is an audio format. <laughs> There's lots of finger pointing. Here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Damien, what do you want to leave the group, the, the audience with? Look, as I touched on before, I think it's a privileged position and leaders that create environments that, where people can make a meaningful and a valuable contribution where effort is rewarded and it's recognised. And you take the time to, to understand your team. I think you know, you're setting yourselves up for you know, a really positive journey. But we are perpetual students and we're always learning. We don't always know the answers and that's okay too. Yeah, great. Alice? Um, uh, leadership is not positional. And so you don't have to have it in your title to be one. Um, and the authenticity piece will create empathy and human connection in a way that studying in textbooks won't. 
unless you're a psychopath and then you can fake it. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best way to leave it. I, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't mind that. I'm going to get you two back in the studio because we've only scratched the surface. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Very much. <laughs> Hello, this is Amanda Buckley from Leadership of Fools and we've got some exciting news in the world of HR. I'm joined by Francesca Silva. Hi, Fran. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely welcome. I'll leave it to you to tell us what's coming up. So we've got a a global online conference and workshop taking place in March from the 3rd of March all the way through to March 6th. Awesome. And now what does this conference entail? What what are people going to get from this conference? So um, they can expect 60 hours of free and online content delivered via keynote sessions panels, some breakout sessions, and a one-day workshop. So we're actually covering the full spectrum of all things important for HR at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, people, and organizations. Amazing. And and how much is this uh, conference going to cost people? Well, um, great news is that it's free. Free. It's online. And um, it's a global event. So if you want to find out more, head over to our Hacking HR website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fran. It looks like there's exciting times for Hacking HR and HR in general in 2020. Definitely. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Bye. We make Leadership of Fools because we love it and because we believe that conversations are more important now than ever before. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think. You can also check out extra content that we upload onto our LinkedIn page at Leadership of Fools. Thanks again once more. And until next time, goodbye.